everybody and welcome to another episode of the Making Sense podcast. This is episode 30. Hello, hello. Yes, I said it twice. What's up, everyone? How is everybody doing? Good. Not bad, Good, good, good. Early than me. That, I feel so for everyone with that disease, and yeah. I call it a disease. It's not a disease. <laughs> <laughs> it's a disease. You're allergic to summer. Your eyes go puffy. You have the water, the tissue. I see you have tissue on the desk already. I do. Uh, I yeah. thought I had it's, caught it when I was like 21. It's not a disease. It it's an allergic reaction. It's a disease. I'm sorry. When you're allergic to summer, that's a disease to me. <laughs> I think. <laughs> all right, all right. Biologist. I think the piss take is when it's raining outside and you're still oh. suffering. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, that is it's annoying. It's confined yeah. to this country, right? And sometimes or, or, or it's worse when Europe. it's yeah. It's to do with pollution, right? Yeah, rather than and the pollen and because I don't. Well, pollen's a natural thing, so it must be something. Of, uh, that's another thing. That's another episode, podcast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> cost of hay fever, something. <laughs> you know what? We're gonna do that. The cost of illness, maybe. Yeah, How about that? Cool. Cost um, of health. But what are we here I'm for today? Um, we are gonna have an update on crypto. And why must you look at me when you say that? <laughs> because I feel like. I feel like the buzz, I know you, we, we're going to go into detail, but I feel like, does anyone hear anybody talking about it as much uh, as they were? No. Not as much as, say, nope. six months ago. Yeah, nope, yeah, yeah. Nope. And that's yeah, the thing. Agreed. Yeah, and I feel that like, little. Yeah. yeah, and that's, yeah. And that was why I thought, you know, we was kind of all thinking this episode would be really good for us to cover. Yeah. Because that's something we should all take notice of. Because it's still going about. on in the background, but I feel like if you didn't really take notice to it, you'd think that it stopped. No, mm. and, and all the all the ones that were just following the hype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the <laughs> ones that were actually interested or were really wanted to get to know what it was, they're yeah. probably still yep. doing it. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. so I feel 100%. like I feel like yeah. Jerome is the the um, crypto analyst. I'm not, and and he's the one who's invested for both of us. I can't lie. I, I I'm looking <laughs> forward to this because I don't know what's um, going on. With I'm a very very passive crypto investor, if I'm honest. But, but that's not know. a bad thing. You know, you know, you know like we've already said you can be a passive or an active investor, and I think exactly. the same applies to cryptos. <coughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, so we we are passive investors. Oh. You invest. You I just told me I invest, so I'm the investor, no? <laughs> yeah, but what you my friend. She said for we. My friend exactly scared the ship or being a passenger, you, my friend. What you invest, I automatically scared the ship. Have Grab the wheel. I, I, I think so this is not the place. Not every day sat that video. Are you discussions. Dumb? Okay. Anyway. anyway, I think particular or specific for this episode, um, the disclaimer is very valid. So, um, as per usual. Uh, what we're discussing is food for thought. We're just discussing it so you guys know about it. We're not telling you to go and put all your money in cryptocurrency or even some money in cryptocurrency. Um, if you are going to do that, make sure you know the risks that you're getting yourself into. Read the small print. Make sure the exchange you're buying your currencies from are legit, etc., etc. Because anything goes wrong, guess what? We are not liable. Yeah. We're not. Uh, we, we don't want to hear about it. No. We do want to hear about it, but we're just not responsible. Especially in the crypto space, because no one's yeah, really protected. Yeah, very so risky. Yeah, really yeah. listen to that disclaimer on this one. <coughs> so, as some of you are aware, we talked about cryptocurrencies, I think it was in episode nine, so which was about November times. So, mm, our knowledge yeah. back then was quite basic. Yeah. yeah. So, we only yeah. talked about basic that. for me. <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah, yeah and me too as well. All of us, so. So, um, we talked about what, cryptocurrencies are how does it work what they can be used for what mm. are the different types etc yep, etc yep. so please do listen to that episode first if you haven't agreed but before i carry on i want to ask you guys what has been your personal experience since that last episode i will start with myself me personally i haven't i haven't delved into cryptocurrencies yet mm. and i think it's because i'm not ready mm. yeah i need more knowledge yeah i yeah. need to 
yeah, I'm just not ready. The risk to me is still quite big for me to and go into a, it. That's a fair shout. That is definitely a fair shout. And that's very honest. You know, yeah. that's very honest. Mm. Yeah. For me, um, to be honest, it's just getting little bits and pieces of information here and there. I don't really do any crypto research, but we're in a group. So every now and then I get a snapshot of what's going on. Mm. And it literally, like I said, it's literally the investing we do. But I literally, it's just the money that I pass over. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. That's all. That is my involvement. Very, very uh, minimal. And that's a quick point, I think, because a lot of people probably be in, in uh, crypto WhatsApp groups. They're very, very popular at the moment, mm. right? And I think the main thing I would suggest to people is is fine to be in them, but always fact check everything you see in yeah, the crypto yeah. group. Mm-hmm. Always do that. Please never just see something in a crypto group and go and do it. Use it as a source of information instead of, you know, instead of advice kind of thing. I think I'm similar to Kalisha, where if I wasn't through you, mm. I wouldn't be doing it because cool. I'm just not there with the information. Yeah. So if, for me, it's too risky. Mm. Yeah. Man like Frank? Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at my P&L spreadsheet. Oh. <laughs> I, I actually did, I did buy some and I sold. So in total. Are you I'm completely out of the space? Yeah, completely. Um, yeah, so I, I made like just under 100%, mm-hmm. which is good in mm-hmm. like three, four months. Yep, yep. So yeah, I made that and came back Yikes. out. Um, yeah. Do you, want to turn, do you want to say the exact amount that you invested in? No, I do not want to. <laughs> 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 that so uh, mm-hmm. I stayed in. I stayed in. I w- that was always a plan to stay in. Um, said that you know uh, I think I said I invested the amount I was happy to lose so I had no reason to come mm-hmm. out and I, I, when we did the episode in November I got in then when uh, Bitcoin was probably around £4,000 and you know skyrocketed yeah. then so I think even with the dip I got close to how much I put in but I was never in the minus so mm-hmm. I was always comfortable but no 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 comfortable is the wrong word because when it started getting back down to the levels I invested I was like raw. I'm starting to be impacted now. Yeah. Before I was always in the profit. I was like, am I actually going to start making a loss? Mm. So I did even test my resolve. Um, but yeah, it was always fine. Um, but yeah, I stayed in. I think with me, uh, I knew I wasn't going to have the time to go into the proper detail. You need to be an expert in this because you just don't need to understand how the money works. You need to understand how the tech works as well, in my opinion, mm. because so much of the value is based on that tech or at least the belief of what that tech could possibly do. Um, so for me, it was I picked some rather stable coins ones that were you know had quite a bit of money behind them you know had what had been around for a while just more stable and i put my money in those and kind of said okay for the next few months until the market kind of gets itself back i'm just going to leave my money there and see what happens over the long term so i didn't i wasn't really that active over the last few months um probably you know as now as things have started so i'm probably one of those people as well that wasn't as vocal about cryptos Mm. when it was low i was more privately doing my own research so that even on me you know Mm. it kind of says i need to you know be active and vocal about this at all stages of the market i think all people should um but yeah it's, it's cool it, it's starting to bounce back up again we'll talk about it in a bit but yeah i'm still in so so like we said earlier back in say november times crypto was a hot topic mm. and it was everywhere and everybody um, suddenly became experts on yeah, it yeah do you think it's been quite quiet and there's not that much of a buzz because of the dip that happened in December. It was December the dip happened, right? Yeah, yeah. December, January, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, so say that again, sorry. I said, do you think the dip, that big dip that happened in December, do you think that has affected the buzz? Oh, yeah, for buzz? sure. For sure. Because um, the kind of the, a lot of people just jumped in and they bought at the all-time highs. Yeah. So like when Bitcoin went up to like $19,000, and probably been significantly burnt. They've heard stories about people remortgaging their houses and da 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 da. It's still not that easy to get in as a retail investor. You pretty much only got Coinbase. 
um, that's really user friendly. And as we discussed in the car, for retail investors, use, user friendliness or user experience is very, very key. Very Institutional investors are probably a bit more patient mm -hmm. and will go around the long ways exactly. of getting their money in. Us, we need it to be quick, convenient, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think it's killed the buzz. And I think a lot, as Francis kind of said, it just shows a lot of people did jump in based yeah. on hype. Mm, and yeah. You can't go into this all willy-nilly. You can't. Yeah. And we've, I've kind of tried to advocate it. We've advocated it. You know, Jeff and the guys down at Andy and Courtney down at Blockchain, Blockchain. Bandits. Yeah. Blockchain Bandits have advocated that. You kind of have to go in with your, you know, you can't follow the hype, basically. You have to do the work. Mm. Otherwise, this will happen to you. You will buy at all time the high. And a lot of prudent uh, people in the space were saying, this isn't the time I would personally buy. Mm. And it kind of shows. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, I, I think it did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, so we get into the question. I think we should. We should. I don't even know what the first question so, is. <laughs> Imagine. Ignore the top one, sorry. I, I, that's the uh, one for me. So your mom it says where the market, where is the market yeah. compared to the peak? Ignore that. Sam's gonna ask me that later. Sorry. Okay. So. So start with why, why and how, how institutional firms are getting into the space. So first question is why and how are institutional firms getting into this in into the crypto space? Yeah, it's um, it's yeah, it's it's very, it's not a very straightforward answer because um. I think most institu most institutional investors haven't really got into the space, but the those that have, I think the main form is still, I would say, not the traditional investor like investment managers or investment banks, but it's still more like venture capitalists or private equity investors who invest in the technology space. Mm -hmm. Okay. So a lot of money is going through firms who use blockchain as a technology to build something, or they build some kind of blockchain technology rather than the coins that's still the majority mm -hmm. that and that makes ways. sense that yeah. makes sense but then those oh sorry no, no, go on. i'm gonna say isn't barclays doing cryptocurrency now i've heard i read something about it so, yeah. So, so, yeah some investment banks have either set up a um trading like a trading like a brokerage so mm. they will facilitate a trade for you if you want to buy it yeah. rather than going to coinbase you go to barclays or mm. jp morgan mm. so a lot of the big banks are doing that but that's just they're a service provider right yeah, yeah. they're exactly. not investing into the technology yeah. yeah um but yeah so the the traditional investors that would normally buy like shares equities and, and stuff specifically hedge funds so the funds that do more um volatile or more aggressive types of investing they have been investing into the coins mm, um, which is interesting actually. yeah but then again they're not actually buying the coins they're just buying the futures mm -hmm. so they're buying the you know they're buying something which references the returns of the coins what did you say? Buying not buying the current buying the futures. You want to the futures. Yeah, what does what that mean? That futures yeah. basically, it's a contract. So imagine me and you sign a contract today, mm, yeah. which says that in three months' time, I'm gonna sell you um, this device yeah. for this price. So everything that's set that we're setting today is the price and the time mm. when the transaction will take place. Okay. So that's locked in. Okay. So I'm holding that contract, or you, you, you're holding that contract. Mm -hmm. That's the future. So okay. the price of whatever we want to buy is set now. So then when the time comes, obviously, if whatever the device was that I'm selling to you, let's just say we locked in the price of 100. Mm. But after the three months, the price has actually gone up to 500. Yeah. You're buying it off me for 100, 100 right? Yeah, yeah. And you can sell it for 500 in the y market. Yeah, yeah. So that's a futures contract. 
Okay. So okay. investors are buying those futures contracts rather than buying the actual coin. Mm. And there was a lot mm. of news around the futures market entering the space because it provided some level of stability, maybe? H- That's what people that? were saying. People were saying that because um, the, the futures markets were being open, it's going to be less volatile because obviously you could lock in prices going into the future. So futures pr- uh, futures um, contracts are usually set for like three months, mm. but you can do you can also customise them. But yeah. the standardised one, they're like three months. So every day you can buy a contract which expires in whatever. Yeah. Um, so mm. people, yeah, people were thinking that it will it will mean because prices will be a, a, a little bit more stabilised, there will be less volatility, but actually wasn't the case because mm. the, the index, the futures index, the first one was open in December mm. and since then it's tanked, right? Yeah, well, that's this, is true. Had a bi- this so is true. So the futures market didn't actually help that much. And that's interesting because it's another sign that the crypto space doesn't operate as... S- exactly the same it, as it the normal traditional money markets yeah. and that's been a and, lot of people have said that yeah and all the research that I've kind of have done or all this like I've listened to a few podcasts um, uh, um, interviewing people who invest in it on an institutional level and they all basically say the same thing mm. um, you can't look at it as you would look at anything else because it's unlike anything mm. else mm. yeah okay <coughs> so how does the smart money value cryptos well, this is it. So, the smart money knows that you can't value cryptocurrencies like you. First value. of all, what is smart money for yeah. people that That's don't know? Well done. So I was going to say the, <laughs> the smart money is usually like the institutional investors, the experts, those in the known. So those that have like all the experience, all the technology, all the links, all the news. Basically, no. those that for the past whatever decades of years they've been making. No, uh, continue. They've been making money. So I was going to say that. So. Do you think maybe that view is based on them actually being in the know yeah. or, or is it from a place of ignorance? Because I can imagine these are very yeah. old guys, maybe not that tech savvy. No, but they have, they've employed people who are young and tech mm. savvy or whatever. Okay. And you so think they'd listen to them? Yeah, because okay. they will make the investment decision for okay, them. Fine. So, so smart money is just the very wealthy mm. who can afford to get the experts in whatever space yeah. they want. That's just the smart money. Oh, okay, interesting. Because yeah. d- there's one thing on Bloomberg I saw which kind of lists out a lot of very prominent people like Theresa May's on there, a few heads yeah. of banks or whatever, and it shows their opinions or quotes from them yeah, on cryptos. Yeah, but their opinions I would just ignore because, mm. I mean, what do these guys know about <laughs> something? <laughs> no, it's true. No, and that's, that's, I think that's what I'm trying yeah, to get no, to. Yeah, no, no, even someone like Jamie Diamond. He's right? the perfect one. I screenshotted it. Go I on. mean... <sighs> Again, him, he's an old investment banker. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily know about okay. the technology space as others do. I'm sure had he spoken to some, I don't know, young traders or something at the bank before he made that sentence, they would have probably told him. Yeah, because he came out and well, kind of retract his Well, statement. there you go, because he probably spoke to internal yeah. people and they said to yeah. him, you actually are wrong. I'll this is actually that. what's going on. Young though. Sounded a little bit ageist there. <laughs> well, I guess that makes me an ageist. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> As we always so say, Francis' views are his own. Yeah, <laughs> always. <laughs> so what type of investors are making the real... Oh, no, I didn't actually answer the question. You oh. didn't, sorry. Went off on a tangent a little bit. No, I didn't. So yeah, I was saying, course. yeah, <laughs> you can't value it as you would value something else, right? Okay. Yeah. So, so traditional investors, or, you know, if you look at... Investment um, investment managers, fund managers, etc. How they usually value assets is that if the value, if the assets have cash flows, i.e., if like a share, there's dividends, there's money, revenues, whatever. They just look at how much revenue is this firm actually going to make, and based on that, they value the firm. Right? With cryptocurrencies, you can't do that because obviously they don't pay any cash flows or any yeah. dividends, etc. 
I know you're probably thinking of these tokens or whatever. But I'm not actually. No? Okay. No. So you, you agree it's not the same thing? I, I, hear, I hear it as an argument, and yeah. I think I need to do further research before I can really come back at it. From yeah. this. But I hear the argument. Yeah. And, you know, the argument around intrinsic value is a very valid And one. this is the point. It's so, a very, so very valid one. The, the very smart money, A, they know you can't value it like you value anything else. How do you value it? Um, some of the institutional guys that I've read about, they're basically saying it's more of um, you're looking those that have invested through venture capital or that invest in actual firms, they say they don't actually care about the value of the coin or the currency. What they care about is the function that it's going to do. Agreed. Yeah. So they said, complete, forget about how much it costs, how much Bitcoin mm. is trading for. Mm. They'll look at what's the, actually, what, what's the likelihood of the function of Bitcoin actually being used. Mm. Like That's what they want to yeah. And you know what? I think that comes back to like the earlier things I was saying is what is your coin going to do? Like yeah. what is the use case? That's the mm. important thing. Yeah. Are we going to need this in 10, 20, 30, 50 years? Yeah. So the short yeah, answer I've is... i got a feeling, yeah. You, you can't actually value. You can't mm. do the same analysis. You, really mm. you can't really value it in a traditional way. If you can find a way to value it, then that's on you. But it's just pure demand and supply that's deciding the price. Yeah. So, as I was really cut off earlier, um, <laughs> <laughs> which type of investors are making the real re- real returns and how? That's what I want to know and how. Yeah, so it's A, it's, it's, the, it's the ones that have realized that you can't look at it like anything else. Mm-hmm. And B, it's the ones that are excessive about it. It's, um, it's, the, it's not the traditional investor that's making a lot of money. So, traditionally, it would have been someone very well versed in you know financial analysis or the financial world and yeah. trading whatever but now it's the technology guys that are making money it's those geeks that actually didn't buy bitcoin because they thought it was going to make money but they just loved the idea of the technology so they bought bitcoin or any cu- cryptocurrency mm. in 2009 or something yeah way it's back those people that have made the real money it's not the traditional investors that have made do the you real think money. it's too late for the average invest- investor like uh, like me would you say I wouldn't say it's too late. I just think it's definitely not too late because clearly, although the price keeps tanking, it keeps coming up again. Mm, So regardless of what, there is obviously something about these cryptocurrencies. So I don't think it's too late. It's just what I I always say is when you put money into it, don't expect, you know, a thousand percent returns, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think yeah. it's or or you're definitely gonna get not gonna get those with the with the obvious coins. Yeah, yeah like Bitcoin. Right? Yeah, you're yeah. not. So if you want to get those kind of returns, you're gonna have to take a more risk, risk which means yeah. taking on a coin that doesn't have much behind it in yeah. terms of uh, being known or being verified by other people. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's like anything. If and you want those returns, you need more risk. The hard part about what you just said is again, how do you identify these? Right. Exactly. That's where you have to be. Not even just identify them. How do you actually buy them? Well, there you go. You but know, you, you have to be in a space. You mm. have to read. You have to be passionate about it yeah. to make money. Yeah, because yeah. it's yeah, and I'll, I'll go into it a bit later. But yeah, it's, there's a lot to, to it. So, Jerome, would you say now that the buzz is quiet, is a good time for me to get in there? You know what? Without giving you advice, and please refer back yeah, to our disclaimer. <laughs> uh, logic says yes. Okay. Logic says yes, and I think the way I look at uh, these things is you're you're making money based on movement, right? Mm. So, is it going to be higher in a in a future period of time? potentially you know uh if you listen to any anyone that's been in the crypto space for some time they say oh this happens all the time yeah it goes up it goes down one of the first things francis said when we did the preview of the crypto episode is that it's volatile yeah and to some people volatility is good because they make money off that movement Mm. now that is risky and and we've all i think we can't say how how much we can't go over how risky it is anymore Um, but yeah potentially just as risky as a normal investment with um I just, can I just go back to something? 
No, yeah. you cannot. Approval. I'm going to. Jordan. Um, yeah, with with back to the, the you know what you what you said earlier about in ten years time, it's you know wh- what's the what's the function of the coin or the mm. curve? Wh- what's actually the difference between a coin and a curve? This is the same thing, right? Yeah, you, you know what? It's difficult with this, right? Because so many different words get used and they're kind of interchangeable okay, or can right. be just used for different things or s- the right. same thing, should I say? Yeah. Um, okay. So what you hear is some people say these aren't currencies and when they say that is we won't be able to use it like to pay like for money. goods and services okay. like we do now. Uh, and I did, and I kind of have mentioned that not every coin is going to be used for a currency. Yeah. You okay. know what I mean? Cool. Yeah, so uh, I, I was saying, so in, in, in 10 years' time, what's the functionality of the, of the coin or currency going to be, et cetera, et cetera? And what a lot of um, these investors are actually saying is that they're, they're actually thinking in, in more developed countries, like say mm. for us or America or Western Europe, the Western world, this whole notion of using Bitcoin as a currency isn't actually that valuable to mm. us mm. because um, what they were saying is there's, there's only really two types of people that would want to use that. So A, there's those who they want anonymity Yep, they mm. don't want you to know they're transacting. Yeah, yep. and obviously those are people more than likely doing some kind of illegal stuff. You say then, that, but wait, that's one person. Then the other person is those who have this—they th- call it censorship resistance. So they just against the fact that the government or institution can stop them from doing some kind of transaction. Yeah, and yeah. for that sake, they're not necessarily doing anything illegal, mm. but they just don't uh, like the idea yeah, that someone is controlling right? yeah. something they can make. But how's that going to work with open banking? Um, well, that can work, right? Or what do you mean? Having crypto cryptocurrencies and open banking in one? Yeah. So I'm like having sure. your crypto profile linked to your open banking that's platform? That's a question for John, who mm. isn't here today. You guys just giving out <laughs> our business ideas, <laughs> are you? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so those are the two types of people in the Western world, yeah? Mm. But then they're saying, if you ignore the Western world, and then you look at other countries where there's strict government or et cetera, mm. the use them cryptocurrency as a form of payment has so much more value there right yeah because mm. if you're living in a dictatorship where everything is controlled well you know you might want to use coins just to do something simple as buying food exactly. or something mm. exactly so they're saying rather than in the west don't even look at it as a form of currency but other areas in the world it ha- it's going to have so much yep, value yep, yep and that was one of the biggest things for me is places like that it allows them yeah. to be financially included yeah like um venezuela for venezuela instance. i they still need to catch up on that actually. such high inflation at the yeah. moment i need to see how because they started their own cryptocurrency basically a yeah. national cryptocurrency oh yeah and yes. some people think it might be a scam just to get money invested well, th- so the government there they needed to borrow money yeah but because they have so much debt already it's very hard for them to borrow money mm. the conventional way through mm. bonds so they they did an I uh, see yeah, yeah ICO to issue money um, initial coin offering <laughs> yeah <laughs> check me actually when i interject <laughs> say one thing <laughs> yeah i just wanted to add that um, cool um actually can i add one more thing go yeah. ahead man. go on go on and further to what i just said um again other points that were um that were raised was that by the way i listened to quite a few podcasts before this so mm-hmm. when i'm i'm referring to the stuff that i heard there's one called invest like the best which is really good okay mm-hmm. there's um there's and the very one before. from bloomberg i'll put that in there and anyway we'll put we'll put all those links in how about you put in a whatsapp group or, or even that okay. <laughs> i'm sorry but yeah um an- another point i forgot the point i was gonna oh what's the um so so one of one of the guys was basically saying so um you might have a function like say yeah use the the currency uh, use the coin as a currency to pay for food etc right 
but he was saying that's the first the first order effect right that's the thing that we can all see mm. you can see yep yeah, if if i can't if i don't want to use the actual fiat money i can use the, the cryptocurrency money that's what we can all see but then he was saying there's the second order effect which we can't see and he was saying the second order effect is even more important because no one can predict it you don't actually know so as a result of maybe stopping using fiat using currency something completely different might come up as a result of that that no one knows and that might be even so much more valuable and the example he made was um with um say android right so android as a platform whatever came about everyone was like oh yeah this is really good for your phone blah 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 then the apps world came Mm. people that make apps actually make a lot more money off these platforms than the actual platform providers wow no one could have predicted that yeah, then he yeah. then he mentioned camera phones when they first started you could always see that okay if can people can take pictures with their cameras yeah. and with their phones maybe they'll stop buying digital cameras yeah. that was easy to spot but no one thought of something like snapchat yeah or these yeah mm-hmm. got, you, got, you, apps. got you again these yeah. camera based apps i make there's so much services for them so so he was saying forget the first order effect we can all see Think of the second order effect, which mm. you can't see, mm. but it might be worth investing into the space just because of that, just because of that potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, agreed. I'm no, very good, good point. Good, good point. There. Thank you. You're on fire today. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> hardly ever says anything nice because you don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now it was. I think this has been good because you know Francis was missing from the first episode we yeah. did, and I think it was really good to get that kind of traditional view yeah. of cryptos because a lot of people in the space are kind of people like me that are focused on the new tech and probably aren't that experienced in how the old way worked. We're more focused <coughs> on the new way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sorry. cool. So, speaking about how things have changed, where is the market now compared to the peak and how it has recovered? Cool. So across but most... How, the, how has it recovered? Cool. So across most of the coins, uh, the most popular ones anyway, um, you know, they all had a January hype. You know, yeah. Bitcoin went up to 19,000. They pretty much all followed suit. Ethereum, Litecoin, uh, Ripple came slightly later but they all kind of had that when well, they all went up together and um, then they all had uh, a dip in around february time some worse than others and all of them or not all of them the ones i kind of looked at uh, being the more mainstream ones have started to recover so i'll give you some quick numbers now mm. <clears throat> so generally market cap for the whole crypto space and what so is market cap market capitalization right it's like the total value of the crypto space oh, okay thank you um, normally used um in describing the value of companies and it's kind of the total value of your share capital. Um, in the crypto space, I have had some people say that they don't really rate it as a, as a measure in the crypto space. I want to look into that a bit more. But it makes sense, yeah. just so you know the size of it, right? Exactly. So yeah. I've kind of used it as a way of, yeah, exactly yeah, that. Knowing how many people are in the space, yeah. how popular yeah. is it? That's how I've used it. So market cap in Jan was around $823 billion. That's how dollars this is. Everything I'm going to say is in dollars. Trillion. Yeah. Um, that's how much is in crypto at the moment millions. Hmm? yeah so 823 billion was invested as at Jan Yikes. Um, that went down to 282 in February which is an interesting point it shows wow. you how volatile it is and it's uh, it's kind of one of the point you made it's all based on speculation yeah, so easy it. in easy out mm. so you can go from loads of money in it to hardly anything in it just like that and I think with traditional investing it doesn't seem to be that Volatile now. No, I don't. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be. No. Um, that's now back up at around four hundred and seventeen billion. So we've started. We've started to come back up. Uh, Bitcoin. We all know that was around twenty thousand in Jan. Went down to around six thousand. This is USD again, just to remind you, and is back up to around nine thousand now. Mm. So that's showing recovery. Yeah. And uh, Ethereum, uh, thirteen hundred in Jan, 
580 in Feb, back up to 700 today. Um, Ripple, three pounds, so three dollars seventy three in Jan, went down to sixty cents, wow. <laughs> which is a big drop. I know it's a smaller value we're yeah. talking about, but in terms of movement, that's yeah, huge, that's right? Huge, yeah. That's huge, and it's only started coming back up to eighty three cents now. So okay. you can see, of all of them, it's probably had the weakest recovery, wow. I'd say. Um, which but is what's what's interesting is though, none of them have dropped to like I don't know, say close to zero. No, and so there's there's a flaw somewhere. Exactly, always. exactly. Um, and I think maybe that floor is traditional or long-term investors that are just comfortable or, or even large whales as they call them people that have got large amounts of coins just because they invested super early yeah. um, saying you know what well, I don't need to touch this yeah they, they you know don't I mean? need so to do anything that, with that it. could be the reason yeah. for the floor or, or, or that's, that's the point where people buy more yeah exactly know, exactly right? because you know you start seeing how cheap it is yeah. you start looking at your use cases and all yeah. that so people like me you know I have start, I have bought again recently you know um, because yeah, I think well, I right. still believe in it, and it's uh, cheap, the same price that I came in at. Why am I not going to buy more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it could that's be that. money. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's generally how the markets uh, been. So we had a January hype, February we had our crash, and things are starting to recover. So we're still not at, at the January levels. Um, who knows when we get there? Some people are starting to say we will, but I think there's there's a positive sign again, and you can see that's coinciding with people generally talking about yeah. it again. I feel like um, I think I read somewhere that people that have been invested in crypto for years have said that it always drops around it does yeah early in the year yeah in that in jan yeah the past six seven years yeah yeah and that's a key thing anyone new to the space that came in around the time i did um i would definitely go and do some research to like when it first started just to see how the market operates right you know that's that's the minimum you should do you know what i mean Uh, and you know as, as little as on your uh, apps, uh, whether it be Coinbase, Coinstat, whatever app you have, look at the full range of time frames. So go look at your, you know, today, look at all time, look at a year mm-hmm. and just get familiar with how it moves uh, and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so although it does drop every year, mm-hmm. did the uh, Bitcoin in, um, in general, did that drop so dramatically? Or was that so expensive at a point because of the amount of people that have caught on? Yeah. Uh, so I think the when we went up to, let's call it $20,000, mm. um, that was based on hype. Yeah, that was yeah, based yeah. on, you know, your your cousin's sister's friend hearing about this bit thing, Bitcoin things going up, yeah. getting Coinbase and dumping 500, 300, 20 pounds, 30 pounds, whatever it is. Yeah. But, you know, uh, that's what I think it was the hype. I think it started going up because, you know, I'm going to say, so people like myself who... You know, semi early to it, but way late compared to the wider mm, scale. Yeah, we yeah. kind of started getting into it, and it got certain, it got legitimized. Yeah, you yeah. know, and then more probably less informed people started saying, "Okay, yeah, I know a guy that's recently got into it. Yeah, I know a guy that's recently got into it," and they probably respect that person's opinion mm. and just thought, "Yeah, I'm gonna okay, throw I'm some gonna money at it." Some money on it. And that's yeah. what I think it was based on hype. It was all over the news, uh, in, uh, social media, Facebook, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So I think that it was kind of manipulated because of that. And I think it became accessible out of nowhere of course it was always accessible yeah but it seems like it was accessible to many i don't know i remember standing on the tube and seeing crypto adverts when i had never seen anything like that before yeah and i think it became accessible because of social media and stuff like that you were able to hear about all the different coins you were able to get a link to coinbase or to whatever thing and it was on that show yeah, it was on. It was on Big Bang Theory. Yeah. So if you're if you're a geek or wanna be geek, you were you know exposed to it, and that's huge in terms of how many people watch that show. So uh, yeah, I think a lot of it was based on hype. Yeah, and then in terms of accessibility, social media, technology, Bitcoin. How long has not sorry not Bitcoin, um, 
Coinbase? How long has Coinbase been about? It's been around for a while. It's been around for a while. It's just recently that it got to this whatever level of popularity. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that brings me on to the next question. What are the developments in technology? Have there been or do they need to be? Yeah, so there's always uh, like at a deeper level in terms of the coding side of things, which is not an area I'm familiar with yet. Uh, but there's always going to be developments there. Mm-hmm. Things known as hard forks, which is where uh, all the developers will be working on what the coin is and what it should do. And at some point, they'll um, have a disagreement on we think the coin should do this, this and this. And someone say, no, we think the coin should do this, this and this. Um, and, you know, they'll split and say, OK, we're going to create a coin in doing, you know, in this way. They're going to go another way. Uh, and some coins, for instance, like Bitcoin Cash were created like that, mm. where basically two sets of developers literally just split. And, and started creating their own type of coin. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that stuff happens all the time. But the main, th- the main things I would say would be uh, Intel have recently got into the space. So that was an interesting thing. Really? Uh, yeah. Intel. What are they doing for it? Intel so they're Intel. partnering with a company called R3. That could be wrong, probably is. Uh, <laughs> but they're looking at enterprise level uh, software. And when I say enterprise level, I mean large companies. Yeah, so yeah. if you work for a company that uses something like Oracle or SAP, yeah. or that's an enterprise software. Mm. Big companies use this software. Um, and that's what they're looking at. So they're looking at it from an enterprise level in terms of how blockchain will be used. So definitely from a tech space, and we've always said this, it's definitely, definitely, definitely seen as the next best thing because it can automate and make things so much easier. Uh, and that's the thing I was going to come on to. So another name I put out there, Gartner, which are basically a set of technology consultants. They've kind of been looking into the space. And I think some of the things they've said in, in how it could impact business is driving efficiencies, which is one thing I've said. So just making it easier to move data and manage data. Mm. So you need less manual intervention. Um, yeah. um, disruption to business, new apps, whatever, and, and just new business models, like a new way of doing business. Yeah. So yeah, there's been a lot of uh, technological um, uh, kind of developments, yeah. but I'd say that's probably the main one I look into, the Intel thing. Do you think that we need a lot more development and fast for uh, more people to buy in? I think, yes. So I think the exchanges need to uh, invest in being able to scale, having enough servers, enough manpower to handle the amount of people that come in. That was a big issue. Exchanges all slowed down as soon as everyone got involved. Mm. Um, I think we need to maybe put some regulation on the exchanges and put a lot more security around data and all that kind of stuff. Are we still in a space where... If you have other coins, then you have to buy Bitcoin and then use Bitcoin to actually go on the other. Um, I would say yeah, and that's why that's why Bitcoin's probably held its value. It's that's still yeah. It's Bitcoin. So Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum are the main coins you'll use to buy the other coins, the altcoins. So if you did want to go and try and get thousand x returns, mm-hmm. you're probably going to have to buy one of those coins to be able to buy one of the altcoins. Okay. So is does that mean that Bitcoin's still at the top, or is it now is a top shared between these those three? Bitcoin, uh, Litecoin, what's Ethereum. the top? As in, as in the most popular. Okay. Crypto. So yeah. So in terms of rankings, uh, the rankings haven't changed that much. Bitcoin is still ranked number one. Uh, Ethereum's number two and Ripple's number three. Oh. Uh, re- re- when we had the crash, it was a. I think it was around that. If Ripple wasn't number three, it was definitely top five. Uh, but in terms of the top 10, they pretty much have stayed, stayed the, the same, same, which has been interesting. Mm. You know what I mean? There haven't really been any new entrants into the top echelon. Did, did Bitcoin ever drop off numbers? Not number that I heard one. of. It was the first, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. it's just remained a... Yeah, yeah. well, I wouldn't say first, but yeah, for the argument, okay. for this argument, yes. First to get that popular. There's actually so many points that I wanted to raise. We don't have the time. We don't. <laughs> I want to address two very quickly. This, this whole correct. notion of decentralization, right? Mm-hmm. That's always... Uh, okay, the, uh, I want to raise one point for why Bitcoiners or why cryptocurrencies are good specific and blockchain technology and why they're not, right? Mm. So this, this whole 
decentralization, whatever, you know, yeah, there's no central place, blah, blah, blah. It's just peer to peer, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's all well and good. But um, as it stands, that actually makes things a lot less convenient in many instances, right? Yes. Mm. Because when you compare, say, Bitcoins, um, Bitcoins executes about seven to 10 transactions every um, per per second, right? Mm. Yeah, seven to 10. Say a Visa payment, Visa card, American Express, on the other hand, they do about 60,000. So as it it stands, actually a lot quicker to just use your debit card or whatever. Mm. So... And then, if and that's kind of what Ripple's supposed to be here for to to change that. Yeah, so okay. Ripple's a little bit more centralized. So then that's that's solving that specific yeah. problem. Okay, and then if you look at a place like Coinbase, Coinbase is a centralized place. Yeah, it's um, do you know if if you're buying or selling something off Coinbase, you're you're effectively losing this whole decentralization function. And that's mm-hmm. and it, and that's highly uh, kind of spoke about and decentralized yeah. exchanges. Or exactly. something that people are looking into. Exactly. So I think for those who look at these cryptocurrencies who are using it due to the censorship resistance, i.e. they don't want any other people to control the transaction, that side of the value is just zero. Yeah. It adds nothing to their lives, right? Um, on the other hand, yeah, okay, I think I spoke about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. No, but yeah, and that, that's one point we'll have to go, probably we'll do it on Twitter or something like yeah, that. But yeah. decentralized exchanges is definitely something I'm interested in. But that's not even possible. How could you decentralize an exchange? Exactly. That's why I need to look into it. That's one the whole point, yeah, right? because one of the main drawbacks to a decentralized exchange is it lets you, makes you less dynamic. So if we need to change something or if there's an issue with something, yeah. it takes us ages to do it and yeah. we may not agree and then you'll have forks. And, yeah. blah, 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 blah. and, and, and then there was another thing. Um, why you can't value these currencies as you would other people they have the impact of extra extra um extra what's, what's the word google is your friend it's <laughs> 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 actually exactly here on my on my notes that um, you didn't like ne- network externalities right okay so network effects um buying shares and bonds doesn't necessarily have networks effect whereas buying something off blockchain does um got you so if you if you want to value again how do you factor that into your valuation it's almost impossible mm. um, might need new measures might need new measures yeah mm. okay so again for people to be able to jump on this if now is the right time are there any new exchanges or regulations that people need to be aware of so that was a point i kind of wish we kind of had time to cover a bit more uh so regulation has started to be spoken about um but generally the market reaction to it's been good mm. uh, and it seems as though that the regulation will be based on the exchanges so basically ensuring that they act in the best way and in our, you know, in our best interests, which is, you know, I, and Jeff mentioned this on his podcast and something I probably agree with where I think it should be. Mm. The coins should be allowed to do what they do to a certain aspect, but we should, as you say, especially as they're centralized, we should make sure these exchanges are doing what they're supposed to be yeah. doing. And there have been issues with Coinbase. I've I kind of said it, it's the best alternative, but it's no, by no Bro, means perfect. It, it took me three months to get yeah, it's by, That's mainly because they weren't ready for, and I think nobody could have been ready for how many yeah. much how much money I guess so. was going to enter the yeah, space. Yeah. Uh, but there has been issues around getting coins listed on there. There have been allegations of insider trading. Mm. So there are definitely issues with Coinbase, and I think everyone should Google what's going on with them. Um, I've st- I'm still using them. Um, Binance, which is another big exchange, they're talking about taking uh, fiat money soon, which would be interesting because that takes a lo- away uh, a lot of uh, Coinbase's power and gives us an alternative, mm-hmm. an alternative way to get our money into crypto. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I'm honest, there's one called Bitstamp. Looked at it, it's not Coinbase in terms of how easy it is. And with retail investors anyway, you got to remember being user friendly is the key, key, key driver. 
Um, so maybe if uh, Binance uh, start taking fiat, get a decent looking app, it gives Coinbase some competition. Um, and then, you know, at least that way we're not all beholden to them kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think in general, it's like what we said. We had the hype in Jan. It's kind of started coming back. It came back. We had the crash in February, should I say. It started coming back up. I think in that time, institutional money have been looking how they can make money out of it. Maybe not investing in the coins per se, but they're definitely still looking at it, which for me says that the average Joe should be. But that might not necessarily be jumping on Coinbase or Binance or Bitstamp or Bitfinex or whatever and buying a coin. It could be just educating yourself yeah. about blockchain technology yeah. and all the different parts of it because there might be different ways of you making money. It might be an app. It might be whatever it might be. You know what I mean? It might be if you're in the technology space, you might want to change your career into blockchain so you can be but implementing that. have been doing that, Exactly, right? you know. Even um, bankers are leaving to go into Exactly. That. So yeah. it's like anything, right? You're going to have, it's like what you said, like the first order effect will be, you know, cryptocurrencies. Then you'll have all the ancillary ways of making money after that. Mm. Okay. Cool. Well, that's what we got time call for, folks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we're not a, a, a cryptocurrency podcast, so we no, can't go into not. too much detail. And no. as you see, there's, once you start talking about something, yeah. there's so many other things to talk about. And yeah. please look at our Twitter because we're going to have some information on there For that sure. we yeah, didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think there's, there's also so much to talk about this stuff, not necessarily whether you should buy or sell it, but just in terms of the value that it's adding to yeah. people's lives. And, yeah. 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 and the impact there's it's going to have on society. Whole, yeah, the, that side is actually so much more interesting when you think about it. It is, it is. That's the, I think that's what got me into the space, yeah. what it could potentially do for society across the world. Yeah, that would be a whole new episode because mm. yeah. in, in Peru, they're thinking of using blockchain to register land ownership. Yep, and that, I think that would help in Ghana, no? It, it would help everywhere because mm. right now people can just still land in yeah. places like When I read mm. the, the land laws in Ghana, I was up all night trying to figure out <laughs> like, so I can have three different types of land and I don't know who owns it and da da da. I was yeah, like, yeah, it was interesting. Cool. So, so yeah. So, thank you. Right thank there. you for listening. That is our crypto again. update. Yeah. Um, please, As please continue to listen to us and rate us, leave us feedback, share on uh, iTunes, Castbox, SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, Google us, we're everywhere. All of that, all of that. Yeah, send us emails at all info. Of that, all of that. Yeah. At all of all that, all of that. All of that. that. <laughs> we're going to do Making what? Sense Rapping next. Huh? Yeah. Info at what? Info <laughs> at the, the Making Sense. Is it there or is it Making Sense? See, you guys distracted. Yeah, listen, listen. <laughs> There's only one Making Sense podcast. With your chest now. The Making Sense oh, yeah. podcast. <laughs> making Sense podcast podcast that yes. is it all of that refers to us yes right. yes so. use the hashtag first yes yeah <laughs> yes but yeah info <laughs> at making sense podcast.com um just catch us on twitter and instagram making sense pc thank you for your continued support contact us us with any <coughs> topics you want us to cover sorry and yeah thank you peace out take care, take care guys thanks Jeez. for listening bye